alam yaraw. Allah says, have they not seen? This is a continuation of the previous verses. That how dare they deny? Because you see, warnings are given. And then their doubts about the Prophet ﷺ, they are clarified. And then the purpose of the Qur'an is mentioned. So still they deny? How could they deny? أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا Do they not see that أَنَّا خَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ That indeed we have created for them. Allah has created for us. Created what? Mimma from that which amilat it has done aidina our hands. Our hands have worked, our hands have done, meaning what we have produced, what we have made, what we have crafted with our own hands. And this is referring to the creation that Allah has created. And yes, some creation Allah has created with His own hand. So, do they not see that we have created for them that which we have made, meaning our hands have made, what have we made? An'aman, grazing livestock. For whom so they, meaning the people, laha for it, for what? For the grazing livestock, malikun, ones who own, meaning owners. Meaning how dare they deny? We are the ones who have created everything. And we are the ones who have created these grazing livestock also. And look at these people. They own these grazing livestock, these animals, and they think so highly of themselves. Allah created them. You own them, you use them. How could you deny Allah? Where is the gratitude? Where is your gratitude? Everything you have, Allah gave you. And you're denying the giver? Where did you get this from? How did it come about by itself? Did you make it? No, you didn't make it. Then who made it? He made it. Then how could you deny him? And we tamed ha it. And what is ha referring to? An'am. Meaning we have created these animals such, the grazing livestock, in such a way that they can be easily subdued. Because submission is within them, is in their nature. The nature of what? Of grazing livestock. The word ذَلَّلَ ذَلَّمْ لَمْ تَذَلُّلْ is to make humble, to subdue, to make obedient. So وَذَلَّلْنَا هَالَهُمْ We have created these animals humble, submissive in their nature. For who? For human beings. I mean it's amazing really. When it comes to goats and sheep and cows, look at their massive size. Seriously. And look at their horns. But look at how submissive they are. It's as if submissiveness is in their nature. It's in their nature. Can you imagine if the only way of getting milk, for example, or meat to eat was through tigers or such animals? They would probably eat us before we could eat them. Right? So, لَهُمْ so humble Allah has made them. And it's amazing how these animals, they are milked. I mean, they're slaughtered. Right? Little kids are taking flocks of sheep and goats and even camels. Right? It's amazing. They can be controlled so easily. So easily. Then Who has put this in their nature? Allah has. Why? For our benefit. So first we can own them. And secondly, we can tame them. And it's amazing how these animals are used for so many purposes, even for agriculture. Right? فَمِنْهَا So from it, meaning from these animals, رَكُوبُهُمْ 
is their ride. Rakub is from the root letters Ra, Kaf, Ba, and Rakub is a mustar, and it's giving the meaning of Markab, meaning on which Rakaba is done, meaning on which one rides. So فَمِنْهَا رَكُوبُهُمْ In other words, some of these animals they use for the purpose of for the purpose of riding. وَمِنْهَا And from it, meaning some animals they use for what purpose? يَأْكُلُونَ They eat. It's amazing. We can sit on top of them. We can put our stuff on them. We can slaughter them. We can eat them. And these poor animals, they'll never rebel. It's amazing. Right? Or the damage that they can cause human beings is very minimal compared to damage that other animals can cause. Right? Did you see that video of that tiger in India? That was on loose recently? I mean, how viciously was attacking one person after the other. Viciously. So many people were wounded. So many people were injured. Right? It's amazing. One tiger cannot be controlled. And look at one person controlling so many animals. Right? I don't know if I've told you the story before. This lady I know of, she lives in Ontario. And uh, she used to have a goat. Alright? And she used to milk that goat regularly herself. Because the milk, the raw milk she would give to one of her friends who was suffering from some illness and she needed goat milk in particular and raw milk. So every evening she would go milk the goat and she would take the milk to her friend. But this goat was a big goat with huge horns. Alright? And she didn't like to be touched. So basically her husband would hold the goat from the horns every day and then this lady would milk the goat. Alright? Now what happened one day her husband had to go somewhere and he was gone for 10 days. And she thought to herself that, look, my friend, she needs the milk. I have to take the milk to her. If I don't take it, the goat's going to stop producing milk. So she said, I went towards the goat with my bucket, and the goat just, you know, showed me its horns as, you know, a warning sign, just get away from here. Don't even dare come close to me. So she said, I wanted to milk the goat. And I'm like, oh Allah, I don't want to do this. You know, this is something good that has been going on for so long. I don't want it to stop. And she said, you know, just from her mouth, the words of dhikr just started coming. You know, it's like when you're in some difficulty, you start doing dhikr. So she said, she started saying, Allah, la ilaha illallah. You know, it's like, what am I going to do? So she's saying, la ilaha illallah. And she kept saying that, and she said, the goat literally put her head down. Right? Put its head down. Literally. She said, I kept saying adhkar loudly. I went to the goat, you know, closer, closer, step by step. She didn't do anything. She didn't say anything. She's standing there with her head down. She said, I went, milked the cow myself, took the milk, and this happened for 10 days. Every time she would start doing dhikr, every time she would start doing dhikr, the goat would just put its head down. It's amazing. وَذَلَّلْنَاهَا لَكُمْ Allah has made these animals humble and submissive for our benefit. I mean, think about it. The milk that we drink... Right? So easily. The cream that we put in our coffee. Right? The extra cream that we get for our coffee, for our tea. The desserts, the treats that we consume all the time. Where is this coming from? Milk. And where is that milk coming from? From these animals. Just think about it. How submissive are these animals? How humble are they? You know, the other day somebody was telling me about this farm they went to. And they wanted to get their own meat. So the person, he said that, the farmer, he said that you can come and slaughter yourself and I will do the rest of the work for you. And she said that I only get baby lamb. I said, why? 
And she said that because the farmer told me that goats, as soon as they experience winter, alright, what happens is that their meat becomes kind of smelly. Right? Or all of these animals, as soon as they experience winter, their meat becomes smelly. So she says, I always get a lamb, right, or a kid. Why? Because it's small, the meat is tender, and it doesn't have any smell. And I'm like, poor mother. <laughs> Seriously, I felt so horrible. I mean, it's halal. She said, Allah has made it halal for us. I'm like, yes, yes, no problem. Allah has made it halal for you. But it's amazing how these sheep and goats, you know, are producing baby after baby, and those babies are being eaten by people. We really don't appreciate it. The milk we consume, the meat we consume, so easily we throw it away, we leave it half eaten, we don't cook properly, we're just experimenting, right? Burn it, leave it raw, you know, we don't bother to do ihsan over here, and we waste food. And then when we waste food, we are basically showing ingratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these blessings. ذَلَّلْنَاهَا لَكُمْ فَمِنْهَا رَكُوبُهُمْ وَمِنْهَا يَأْكُلُونَ Some animals they ride and others they eat. وَلَهُمْ and from them فِيهَا in it, meaning in these animals are manafir, various benefits. Other benefits. How many are? They're not even mentioned here because there are too many whether it is from their hides, their skin, the milk or the meat that we get from these animals and from it, the different foods that we make, creams that we make, different products that we make for our consumption, for our use. And manafir benefits even from their dung. Isn't that amazing? It's used as fuel. And also manafir benefits in another way that when a person invests in the business of these animals, for example, you know, buying them, selling them, trading, they're making profits. وَمَشَارِبْ And various drinks also. Plural of the word, mashrab. And mashrab giving the meaning of mashrub, meaning that which is drunk. So milk, other beverages, they obtain from these animals. You know, we get the milk and then from the bones or from the meat, we extract broth, soup, endless. أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ So will they not be grateful then? Why are they not grateful? Did they make these animals? No. Did they create them? No, Allah did. وَاتَّخَذُوا But instead of being grateful to Allah, وَاتَّخَذُوا And they have taken مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah, آلِهَةً Other gods. Why? لَعَلَّهُمْ So that they, يُنصَرُونَ They are helped. Helped by who? By these gods. Meaning they worship these gods in order to get help from them. When? When they're in trouble. Well, can they help? Allah says, لا يستطيعون They are not able to. They're not capable of. نصرهم Their own help. Meaning they cannot even help themselves. These idols cannot even help themselves. Then how can they help you? وَهُمْ And they meaning the worshippers, whom refers to the mushrikun, the worshippers, lahum for them, for whom? For their idols. They are a jundun, an army. Army of who? Soldiers. What kind of soldiers? That are muhdarun, ones in attendance. Muhdarun, plural of muhdar, one who has been brought, meaning made to be present somewhere. Alright? So, وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُنْدٌ مُحْضَرُونَ These people, 
they are as if soldiers in attendance for the protection and preservation of who? Of these idols. So Allah is saying over here that these worshippers are attending to their idols as if they were soldiers, defending their idols, always present. Wake up people, you are helping these idols more than they are helping you. This is the message. What are you doing? You're worshipping these idols in order to get help from them. But can they help you? No, because all your life you are helping them. You are serving them, you are cleaning them, you are polishing them, you are bringing food to them, defending them, making sure that nobody steals all those you know, offerings. Then how can they help you? This is similar to how in Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 68, the people of Ibrahim salam, what did they say? They said, قَالُوا حَرِّقُوهُ Burn him, meaning Ibrahim. وَانْسُرُوا آلِهَتَكُمْ Help your gods. Meaning fix them. Pick them up and fix them because Ibrahim has broken them. So realize what you're doing. Can these idols help you at all? No, they cannot. Now this ayah can be interpreted in another way also. And what is that? That وَاتَّخَلُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ آلِهَةً لَعَلَّهُمْ يُنصَرُونَ They have taken these idols, these gods, in order to get their help. Well, will they help them on the Day of Judgment? No, they will not help them. Because لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ They will not be able to help them. Because on the Day of Judgment, a person cannot even intercede for another without Allah's permission. So how can they help the mushrikun against the wrath of Allah? They cannot. And on top of that, the exact opposite will happen. And what is that? وَهُمْ and they, now it's, whom is referring to the idols, the false gods, those who are worshipped besides Allah, they will be lahum for them. For who? For those who worshipped them. The mushrikun. They will be against them, jundun, like an army. Muhbarun in attendance. Meaning, they will turn against them on the day of judgment. These very idols, these very false gods will turn against their worshippers on the day of judgment. They're not going to help them. They're going to become clear adversaries, opponents. They're not even going to show a little bit of pity. Look at how shaitan will turn against the very people that he misleads. Right? So what's the use of this worship then? When it's harming them, in reality, it's not really benefiting them. فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ Now Allah addresses the Messenger wasallam. فَلَا So not يَحْزُنْكَ It should grieve you. What should not grieve you? قَوْلُهُمْ Their speech, their remarks, their mockery, their denial. It shouldn't grieve you. Why? Because if the person who is calling to the truth, if he is grieved by what the people say, by people's comments, negative, their criticism, then can he focus on the real work? No, he cannot. So, لَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ Don't grieve over their speech. Meaning, whatever they say to you, about you, against you, don't pay attention to it. Don't let it get to you. Because if it will grieve you, then you cannot do your work. إِنَّا indeed we. Sufficient is that indeed we na'lamu, we know ma yusirruna, what they conceal, wa ma yu'linun, and that which they declare. Yusirrun from sir, secret, and yu'linun from i'lan, to announce, to openly express.
Allah knows the hatred they conceal and the hatred they express. So leave it to Allah. Awalam. Now an example is given of the arrogance of people. Awalam. A does. Wa and. Lam not. Yaral insanu. Meaning, does man not see? Has man not seen? Anna that indeed we خَلَقْنَاهُ We have created him مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ From a sperm drop. Meaning, what kind of arrogance is he displaying? Has he forgotten his own reality? What is he? Does he not see that we created him from a sperm drop? نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا Then at once... Meaning as soon as he grows up and he's got a little bit of brains, what does he do? Hua he is Khasim Mubin, a clear adversary, an open opponent. Khasim, Khasad Mim from the word Khasm. Khasm is dispute. And we have done this word many times before. And Khasim is one who disputes, one who argues. And Khasim Fa'il, one who is extremely argumentative argues a lot, disputes a lot. So, فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمُ مُبِينَ Look at this man. Allah created him from a nutfa, And now, what does he do? He disputes about Allah. He argues with the messenger. It's as if we are being reminded that look at your beginning. Does it even befit you to oppose the one who created you? وَالضَّرَبَ لَنَا and he presents for us mathalan an example. Barbul mathal is to present an example. So he presents an example for us, meaning for Allah. Wa and he forgets khalqahu, his own creation. Meaning he's being very intellectual here, trying. And in his argument, what is he doing? Citing examples for Allah. Proving, trying to prove that Allah is not capable of something. And while he's doing this, in reality, this man has forgotten his own creation. Qala, what is this example that this man is presenting for Allah? Qala, he said, Man who yuhyi al-idama? Who will yuhyi? He will bring life. Al-idama to the bones. Wahiya while it is ramim, disintegrated. Ramim from the root letters, ramimim. That which is rotten, decayed, Rammul Avam is old bone or broken part of an old rope. Have you ever seen it? Like an old decayed rope. Alright? Maybe you see something like that outside, maybe in your backyard, after years and years, after the winter, after the summer. And then what happens when you pick up that rope? You can easily shred it in your hands. Alright? So this word is also used for bones that are old, decayed, withered. So this man says, مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِينَ Who can possibly bring these bones to life when they have disintegrated? What is this referring to? This is referring to this particular incident that happened in Mecca. As bin Wa'il, he came to the Prophet ﷺ once and he waved a bone in front of his face. So As bin Wa'il brought this bone, an old bone that he found somewhere. And he began waving it in front of the Prophet ﷺ's face. And he said, O Muhammad ﷺ, do you really believe that Allah will cause this bone to come back to life after it has decayed? Do you really think this will happen? Now he's being very scientific here, 
right? Look at this bone. It's decayed. It's not possible for it to be brought back to life. You believe that God will resurrect? Right? This is what the man said. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these ayat. أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِن نُطْفَةِ Does man not see that we created him from a sperm drop? You think it's difficult for Allah to recreate, to give life to these decayed bones? Well, think about it. Where were you before? What were you? Your creation began from what? From a sperm drop. Look at your beginning. He goes on giving examples for Allah, saying that Allah cannot recreate. What is the example referring to? That the man brought a bone, an old bone, and he said, you think Allah can recreate this? This is the method. Allah says, While this man has forgotten his own creation. What is his own creation? That Allah created him from liquid. Allah created him from what? From liquid. And now he arrogantly questions our ability while forgetting his own lowliness. Allah says, قُلْ say, يُحْيِيهَا He will give life to it. He will bring it to life. Someone will resurrect these bones. Who? الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا The one who produced it. أَوَّلَ مَرَّةً The first time. The one who could make these bones in the first place, from where? From a sperm. Imagine, from a liquid comes what? Iram, many bones and a whole system, a whole human being resulting from a sperm. Allah, the one who did this, He can also give life to these bones. Because wahua and He is bikulli khalqin, with every creation, He is alim, He is knowing. Meaning He knows how to create everything. Every type of creation, Allah knows. He can create something hard, something solid from liquid, He can create liquid from solid. It's possible for Him because wahua bikulli khalqin alim. So these ayat, what are they showing us? That our own body is proof of resurrection. Our own body is proof of what? Of resurrection. Was it always there? Did our body always exist? No, Allah created it. Allah made it from something. And then when we die and our bones have disintegrated, then Allah can recreate them also. He can. It's not difficult for Him. Have you ever seen your baby clothes? Hmm? Can you imagine that they fit you? Like once upon a time you actually wore those clothes? And now if you tried, you probably wouldn't be able to put your hand in them. Isn't it? So then where did all this flesh and bone and... Where did it come from? From where? Isn't this a proof of resurrection? If Allah can create a body, originate it, make it from nothing, make it grow, 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 then once it dies, why? Why would it be difficult for him to bring it back to life again? It's not. Because وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٍ More proof is given. Alladhi, He is the one who جَعَلَ لَكُمْ He has made for you. Min from الشجر الأخضر The green tree. الشجر. What does shajar mean? Tree. And أخضر 
What is akhtar? Green. So he has made from the green tree naran, fire. Green tree, what does that refer to? Fresh. That which is not dried. It's still fresh. Meaning when you break the branch, when you break the twig, firstly it's very difficult. Right? And then secondly, when you break it, it's actually green from inside. It's got green leaves on it. This is a shajar al-akhdar. Fresh tree, not dead. But from that, Allah makes fire. Amazing. What is this referring to? This is referring to literally how from fresh twigs also, it is possible to ignite fire. And there are certain trees, like the malkh rifar, which were very common in Hijaz. And these trees were especially good for this purpose. Meaning, you could take a fresh twig and ignite fire with it. So it's amazing. From something that's fresh, heat and fire is being produced. Because, وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٍ He can create anything. Like I mentioned earlier, it's not difficult for him to create something solid out of a liquid, and liquid out of a solid. And likewise, from something fresh, fire. It's not difficult for him. فَإِذَا So then, أَنْتُمْ يُو مِنْهُ from it From what? From this شَجَرْ أَخْضَرْ تُوْقِدُونَ You ignite. تُوْقِدُونَ وَاقَفْ دَال Remember, أَلَّذِ اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا To ignite fire. To kindle it. So, فَإِذَا أَنْتُمْ مِنْهُ تُوْقِدُونَ Then you light fire, ignite fire, kindle fire. From what? From green, fresh twigs. Allah asks, A, is, wa, and, laysa, not. Awa laysa. Then is he not? Who? Alladhi, the one who. Khalaqa samawati wal arda. Who created the skies and the earth. Is he not? Biqadir, definitely capable, able. Allah over mithlahum that he should create the likes of them. The one who created the skies and the earth in all their immensity, then is he not capable of creating the likes of these people? Meaning resurrect them in all their minuteness? I mean compare the size of a human being with that of a mountain. And then compare the size of a human being with that of earth. Who created the earth? Who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So would it be difficult for Allah to create and recreate man? No. Another proof of resurrection is given. Of course he can. In Surah Ghafir Ayah 57, Allah says, لَخَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَكْبَرُ مِنْ خَلْقِ النَّاسِ The creation of the skies and the earth is greater than the creation of people. In Surah Qaf Ayah 38, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ وَمَا مَسَّنَا مِنْ لُغُوبٍ We created the skies and the earth in six days, and we were not affected touched by any fatigue. Allah created this entire samawat and the ard in how long? Just six days. Was He tired after that? No, He wasn't. Because it's very easy for Him to create the sky, the earth, 
then why would it be difficult for him to create human beings or to bring them back to life? Bala, yes, of course, he is capable because wahua and he is al-khalaq, the supreme creator. Al-alim, the knowing. He is al-khalaq al-alim, he is the knowing creator. Meaning, he is a supreme creator who knows Knows what? How to create, what to create, when to create, how much to create. He knows. Because when we think about resurrection, we think of what we are capable of doing. What people are capable of doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His ability is not like that of a human being. What did you think about Allah? Why do you think it's difficult for Allah? Because you're comparing Him with the creation. We are creation and He is the creator. وَهُوَ الْخَلَّاقُ الْعَلِيمِ إِنَّمَا Indeed only. أَمْرُهُ His command. Meaning His command is only that إِذَا when أَرَادَ شَيْئًا He intends something. Meaning when Allah intends to create something, to make something happen, then his only command is an yaqula that he says lahu to it kun bi so what happens fayakunu so it becomes it happens it exists this is how powerful allah's speech is this is how powerful allah's command is because he is allah when he says kun it shall happen. Because for him, nothing is difficult. He only needs to intend. He only needs to command a thing once. And how quickly does it happen? Kun. Fayakunu. You see the fa. What does the fa indicate? Immediately after. Next, what follows is yakunu. It happens. Fasubhana. So, subhana alladhi. Perfection is for the one who. Exaltation is for the one who biyadihi in his hand is malakut the realm the possession of what of kulli shayin of all things of everything the word malakut is for mim lam kaf and you see the wow and the ta at the end is for mubalagha hyperbole to show the absolute total empire realm dominion kingdom is whose. It belongs to who? Allah. It is in whose hand? Allah's hand. So, فَسُبْحَانَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ مَلَكُوتُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Everything, big or small. Who owns it? He owns it. وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ And to Him you shall be returned. This is your Lord. And He is the one that you're going back to. So think about how you are going. What you are doing right now because that is what's going to go with you. Because inna nahnu nuhyi al-mawta wa naktubu ma qaddamu wa atharahum. All what we're doing, ma qaddamu wa atharahum, all is going to go with us. Wa ilayhi turja'oon. Surah Yaseen, this is the end of Surah Yaseen and it is really one of the very important surahs of the Qur'an because it mentions some very important matters related to our beliefs, imaniyat, and especially the emphasis is on the hereafter. 
proofs of resurrection are given, the reality, the events of the of the hereafter are mentioned in detail. Why? To make us realize its reality. To make us realize this is something serious. So prepare for it. Especially at the beginning where we are told about مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُمْ And at the end, وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ This is an inevitable journey, unavoidable journey. So prepare for it. And think what you're taking with yourself for it. Let's listen to the recitation. أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّا خَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِيْنَا أَنْعَامًا فَهُمْ لَهَا مَالِكُونَ وَذَلَّلْنَاهَا لَهُمْ فَمِنْهَا رَكُوبُهُمْ وَمِنْهَا يَأْكُلُونَ وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ وَمَشَارِبُ أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ وَاتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ آلِهَةً لَعَلَّهُمْ يُنصَرُونَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُنْدٌ مُحْضَرُونَ فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ قَالَ مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٌ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمْ مِنَ الشَّجَرِ الْأَخْضَرِ نَارًا فَإِذَا أَنْتُمْ مِنْهُ تُوقِدُونَ أَوَلَيْسَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ مِثْلَهُمْ بَلَىٰ وَهُوَ الْخَلَّاقُ الْعَلِيمُ إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا شَيْئًا أَن يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونُ فَسُبْحَانَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ مَلَكُوتُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ السَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ